0: Welcome, brethren, welcome to you. We're happy to be here with you all. We're happy to see every one of you. Our our opening thought is from Christ Object Lessons, page 303. Men are in peril, multitudes are perishing, but how few of the professed followers of Christ are burdened for these souls. The destiny of a world hangs in the balance, but this hardly moves even those who claim to believe the most far-reaching truth ever given to mortals. And that is this message. The the third angel's message is a very comprehensive, far-reaching truth. But our message, including the third angel's message, is even more comprehensive more far-reaching, in fact, it covers everything that God wanted to tell us at this point. An important concept to keep in mind. There is a lack of that love which led Christ to leave his heavenly home and take man's nature, that humanity might touch humanity and draw humanity to divinity. There's a stupor, a paralysis upon the people of God, which prevents them from understanding the duty of the hour. Multitudes and multitudes are perishing, but in the world, they don't care about it. I think that most of us here, if we had the money and influence that, Uh, some of the billionaires have, we would give away our money to make a difference. We would not hold on to our billions and billions while people are dying. I really think most of us would do that. But in the world, there is a great deal of indifference to human suffering and death. But you know what? We too have a great deal of indifference. As a people, we are not the people that we are to be. Even right now, we're not at the level that we should be. There is among us a stupor and paralysis that prevents many, many of us from seeing our duty and doing it. Because we have a lack of love for the Lord we have too great an interest in the things of the world. Our life is spent mostly with the world, not mostly with God. And since our life is spent mostly with the world and thinking about the world's uh, ideas and, and uh, their, uh, their amusements, their ambitions, Uh, Goals and so on, that becomes ours, whether we know it or not, whether we acknowledge it or not. We have too much presence in the world, not enough presence with the Lord. And this is what is holding back the work. If you thought that the work is being held back for lack of means, it's not. If you thought that the work is being held back because of lack of technology, that's not it. The only thing that is holding this work back is that we professors of this message are not fully committed. Half of us are asleep. Half of us are, if we're not asleep, we're idling uh, with the world, spending our time with the world. And therefore, we don't have the spiritual strength and determination and interest even in the things of the Lord. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you that we can come together on this Sabbath afternoon to once again uh, learn uh, of thy truth for this hour. We pray that each one of us will be open uh, to the things that we hear that we may not be mere hearers of the word that the things that we know are true that we hear will have a um, that will will become rooted in our mind and in our life and that we'll act on these things and that we will live our life according to these principles that we all profess we pray that you will be with the hungry the sick the homeless, all those who are suffering today, we ask you to watch over them, to, to give them a special um, blessings of grace. Uh, and if, if it is your will to uh, help those who are sick to uh, recover, we pray that you will touch them with your healing power. We pray for all of our people today, those who are with us, Those who are not, are grown children who have uh, um, entered into the precincts of Sodom for a time, we hope. We pray that you will watch over each one of these and draw them back to those who are honest of heart to the truth. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Not yet the admired Jews of tomorrow. That is our situation. And some people are scornful and critical of us. Did you ever wonder why? Who are the people who make the greatest greatest claims to all truth today? Who are the people who talk the most about putting on the robe of Christ's righteousness? Who are the people who talk the most about being part of the 144,000 men and women wondered at? Those who make a special claim, a profession, are naturally going to draw criticism when people look at them and say, well, you say all these things, but that's not who you are. People do look down on us instead of looking up to us. And if you happen to want to talk to people about the truth who do not hold you in high respect, regard, uh, their mind is very much closed to begin with and will probably stay closed. People don't like to be told what to do from those that they consider inferior. Many, many people are like this. You could judge yourself about this too. are you willing to take instruction from a child or some other young person? Are you willing to listen? if you are good, and that's how we should be. We should be able to listen to the truth from whoever. But many people need to have the truth told to them in a certain way, by a certain person, with credentials, too, even better. Uh, but when they look at us, and we are not even the people that we profess to be, there are many people who, who do look down on us Uh, quite a bit, they look at us, they look at who we are today compared to who we say we want to be, clearly there is a great difference, since we are not the people we say we are to be, critical minded people conclude that we are hypocrites. This may be so in some cases, but there's another possible reason, explanation. And that is that we are simply spiritually weak. Doesn't that make you feel a lot better to know that we are not necessarily hypocrites, we're just spiritually weak? Not really. It should not make us feel better, really. Both are not good, but they take different um, solutions. They take different treatments. We are in the most part sincere, but we are spiritually weak, brethren, and we need to know why. And when people look at us and they say, oh, you claim very wonderful things for your religion, but I don't see it in you, we need to be set back on our heels. There was a saying by Carl Sagan, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. So if we are really God's peculiar people, we need to be able to present some really extraordinary evidence in our life. Every day, every interaction we have with everyone throughout the day. And by the way, when we are able to do that, and and one mistake can set you back for a long time. One mistake by Moses set him back a long ways, over 40 years. So it does require a very high level of spiritual development, spiritual strength. But when we are able to do that in the power of the Lord truly, not not pretend, but when we really are, that is going to turn the situation around when you do provide extraordinary proof for your or evidence for your claim it's impressive to open-minded and honest people it's like whoa yes there really something going on here these are not ordinary people this is not ordinary things that they're talking about or professing and doing and that it's one of the big secrets, brethren, of what is going to power this work to the end. And we know that already. Not news to anyone, but when we become the people that God has called us to be. Uh, and, and what does it take? It takes everything. We are not willing to let go of everything. We're not willing to take the plunge. We're putting our toe in the water. Of our religion but we're not willing to plunge in all the way and until we let go and plunge in all the way and and be willing to change and let the Lord uh, make these changes in us until we do that we're going to go along in the weak condition that we are and the work is going to languish but when we do these things that we're supposed to do Uh, it will turn around, and amazingly uh, uh, so. This is from 9 Code, page 7. Let us all, as a Davidian band, remember that we are called to the high office of conservators of the gospel, restorers of the old past, repairers of the breach. We are called as the first of the first fruits from Laodicea and thus we are to serve as saviors to and of Laodicea, Obadiah Uh, uh, 17 and 21. Uh, Hence, obviously before we can save our brethren from the fatally pernicious malady of Laodiceanism, we must first, save ourselves from it and that is the stage where we're in if we can't save ourselves brethren we're not going to be saviors to the church and the world and sadly many are not going to be willing to pay the price one of the good things about tightening the the way and the lord is continually narrowing the way and, and raising the standards. And the good thing about that is we need to be moving along at a certain speed uh, and determination. There are those who do not want to really go on that path and they are taking up a space and also influencing people. And uh, as the way grows uh, steeper and more narrow, these brethren are naturally going to be separated. And while we uh, um, personally don't want to see that for anyone, these people who separate themselves uh, remember that as a body, that must happen for the good of the body. It is; It must happen. The way that God has given us is not the easy way. He, uh, we are... Um, to be the vanguard, to have the hardest part of the shock of the battle. We are not used to thinking in military terms, and that's okay, but the vanguard does bear the brunt of of the contact with the enemy. It does take a lot of casualties being there at the point. It's not easy. This is answer 464. Privileged to build the old waste, to rise up the former desolations, and to repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations, Isaiah 61 4. We must, if necessary, tax every nerve and stretch every muscle to, in order to comply with the Lord's wishes. And it is necessary, brethren. It is necessary. To tax every nerve and and stretch um, uh, every muscle in order to do the things we need to do. If we as saviors cannot take care of the needs of those who are in the world, then at least we can. The least we can do is take care of our own. Now, Brother hadith was speaking about one particular thing, but we can, uh, these, these thoughts are still true as general principles and uh, we do need to uh, take care of our own spiritual needs. First, our, our physical needs. We, if we are busy um, running around paying attention to other people's problems and no time for our own Uh, we are not going to make it. We're not going to have the spiritual development. The Lord has given us a lot of truth. And there's a number of reasons for this. We're not going to go into that uh, 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 and explore those uh, concepts. But this is one of them right here. One of the reasons that we have truth. God has revealed sacred and holy truth to separate his people from the ungodly and purify them unto himself. We are called to be a separate people, but we aren't, basically. We are not as separate and peculiar as the Lord wants us to be. Our mind is much; uh, is still much in the world in many different ways. Where our eyes are, our attention often is. If our eyes are on the television at home, then that's where our mind is, on the television, on the world. That is the world. It represents the world. And the same thing with um, uh, all of the other uh, aspects, avenues that the world comes after us, books, uh, movies. Uh, well, we see the movies on our uh our phone or our computer or our television and that's okay because it's not there in the theater isn't it and so our minds are on the world there we're not separate see we didn't separate ourselves from the world like we have to as we have to And it's not that the Lord says, oh, I don't want you to have any fun. I don't want you to have any pleasure. That's not what the situation is. It is the seasons of, uh, 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 to have the pleasures of the world for for a season is a false uh, happiness. It's a false pleasure. It's not true. God's ways are the ways of sustained happiness, sustained peace and joy deep, lasting uh, 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 joy and happiness. Those, Seventh-day Adventists, uh, should live out their faith. Those of the world and religious things from a standpoint altogether different from that of the professors who are lovers of pleasure, who shun the cross and live in violation of the Fourth Commandment. In the present state of things in society, it is no easy task for parents to restrain their children and instruct them according to the Bible rule of right. Professors of religion have so departed from the Word of God that when his people return to his sacred word and 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 would train their children according to its precepts, and like Abraham of old, command their households off after them, the poor children with such an influence around them think their parents are necessarily exacting and over-careful in regard to their associates. They naturally desire to follow the example of the worldly, pleasure-loving professors." one page 404. Um, and this is uh, very true about the children. Um, when children grow up in the world for a certain period of time, uh, maybe into Uh, 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 10, 12, certainly by the time they're teenagers, bring them into a religious atmosphere and you have just caused them a lot of trouble, pain and suffering basically, because all the things that they like to do and that their heart is set on is now all of a sudden forbidden. And they don't understand it. They don't care to understand. And we usually are not able to explain it to them rightly. The right way of explaining that is that uh, God's ways are the best ways. Uh, His path is the path of true happiness and joy, and the way of the world is uh, death and sadness and sorrow. uh, uh, I've mentioned this before, but in being in contact with people in various ways uh, who have problems uh, non-dividians non-adventists who are have uh, various problems uh, and this came from some people in the w- who were working here at bayshin and others that we know neighbors and so on but when you understand how they're living their life deep truly living their life you see so so much unhappiness so much pain in their life so many difficulties the pleasures of sin lead to consequences I know one uh, uh, person um, we uh, he was uh, under orders to pay child support to four different people and um, his child support uh, bill was so high, his his wages were so low, he was never going to catch up, never. And in Missouri, they do put you in jail for every so often for not complying, and he has no future. His future is the legal um, little um, uh, uh, rat race there around and around. and. Uh, if you, you might think that he had a life, but he did not have a real life because he had such a, so many legal problems that were not going to go away because the state never does forgive your debt. They will be after you to a degree for the rest of your life. I'm not sure once you get to be 65 or, or 70 or whatever what they do, but they don't forget before that. That is for sure. Now he had his fun, and he spent his life paying for it. What kind of fun is that? It's nothing. And the drug people, with they're so cool and so uh, with it and so messed up in so many ways, physically and, and 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 their health. It's not good. It's not a good way of living. And the children, uh, the children don't understand this. They have not seen. And they don't really care what the old some of the old um, rock and roll people look look like, and neither in a general way do I. But every time I see some of these people, like Mick Jagger and so on, and I wasn't deeply into those things, but I was into it in a superficial way as as any other person in the world when I was young. But when I see him today, who could see that his his ravaged face and so on, and not feel bad. A life of sin is reflected in his face. And a lot of them, you don't see them because they're dead. That is the wages of sin. And these are the things that we need to, um, in the right way, the right attitude, and not all at once, these are the points we need to make to the young people. One way is life, one way is death. One way is true, true happiness, And the other way is just a lot of pain and sorrow, even though uh, it is hidden with a lot of uh, superficial uh, smiles and laughter and so on. And we have that problem in Davidia. But God has revealed sacred and holy truths to separate his people from the ungodly and purify them unto himself. That's the point that I have mainly uh, used this statement for. And I want us to understand that the truth is to uh, is to help us be separate from the world and uh, be purified. And we need to live out our faith. We actually need to believe these things and live these things. And there are reasons, practical, real reasons why we are weak. The Church of Christ may be fitly compared to an army. The life of every soldier is one of toil, hardship, and danger. On every hand are vigilant foes, led on by the prince of the powers of darkness, who never slumbers and never deserts his post. What if half the soldiers in the army were idling or asleep when ordered to be on duty? The result would be defeat, captivity, or death. Consuls to the Church, page 60. Brethren, 144,000-plus are going to be saved out of the church. That's not half anymore. It's not half. We don't know what the number is, but it is not going to be, uh, uh, from, from our understanding, not going to be half. Half the soldiers and more are idling, but we could say, it might apply to Davidia. Many, many Davidians are idling and asleep. We are not going all out. We have a life in the world. We have things that we care about very much in the world, and that is our future, the world. If we are not willing to go all out for the Lord, we're going all out for the world, brethren. That we don't. And this this warfare, this, this war that we are in, that we choose either one side or the other. And there's no one in the middle, there's no halfway choices. A halfway choice for the Lord is a all out choice for the enemy. Our God is strong and our religion is strong. Gideon, this is from 1TG 49, page 11. Gideon had to win a war. After recruiting 22,000 soldiers, he was told that there were too many. Consequently, the time killers were removed, and finally, and now we always talk about ourselves as Gideon's uh, band, you know, but keep in mind that the Lord thinks that there is uh, too many. Too many time servers. Too many people who are weak spiritually. Consequently, the time killers were removed, and finally, there were were but 300 left to fight against a multitude that covered the plain. In spite of his small army, Gideon did win the war overnight and without the loss of a man. Religion, brother, sister, when lived up to, is a paying proposition. Our religion is a very strong religion. It's the strongest religion that has ever existed. We are not strong, but our religion is strong. And we will be strong too if we separate ourselves all the way from the world. We have to go all out for what we believe. Now, the picture there, I chose to show those who are lovers of ease and those who are alert and diligent and uh, uh, not going to be taken by surprise. The man that is um, lapping with his hands, uh, he is watching, if you, if you can see his eye, he is looking around. And Gideon's men actually drank as they splashed through the water. Uh, they were even more on the ball than that. Those who are laying down, are they can be surprised. They are laying at their ease, enjoying themselves, and they would defend themselves too by saying, You mean we can't even get a drink of water around here? Uh, be at ease and peace while we're drinking a glass of water? Or uh, lapping up water like a dog? <laughs> uh, but uh, the point is, is not, um, the point is, is that are we. Willing to be all out? Are we willing to um, uh, even our leisure time? We are alert. We are paying attention, even even during our meal. What do we talk about in our meal time? What are we going to talk about today at our um, at, at, while we're eating? What's on our mind? That's what we're going to talk about. And if if we are alert and dedicated, and we are. Um, our mind is holy on the lord and on the work and on the multitude of people who are dying because of us okay they are dying because of us brethren because we have not we're saviors we're the people who are supposed to go out there and 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 bring the message to them but uh we will see if we are uh, once laying down at ease taking our ease for a moment but you mean i can't even eat and have a peaceful potluck uh, there uh, without being harangued about the message. It's, it's not that there's any real standards around here uh, because we don't have that, but there should be in our minds, in our hearts. Uh, what do we care about? Are we alert? Are we ready to uh, do our duty no matter what? This man was. Now, one of the problems that make us weak, um, the mind, of course, uh, whatever the mind is thinking about, the heart follows. If we are interested in something uh, and we pay attention to something, we get more interested in it. And that's why as you become more and more interested in spiritual things, it may seem kind of boring right now to some people, young people, but, as you spend more time on that, you get more interested. It is very interesting to you. But if you have trivial things of no importance in your mind, and you keep those trivial things in your mind, that becomes the interest. Now, we have, Davidians have made a very large mistake as a people. We did not realize that the word books should be replaced with the word movies and television programs. And because of technology change and because most people are not reading today, uh, we think that it's okay what we do. The Lord sees what we do, brethren. It's not okay. The world is deluged with books, and I'm going to say movies from now on, uh, that might be better consumed rather than circulated. The heart-sickening relation of crimes and atrocities has a bewitching power upon the many youth. There are many works more strictly historical whose influence is little better. The enormities, the cruelties, the licentious practices portrayed in these writings have acted as leaven in many minds. I often think as to myself, uh, if I do happen to see television uh, for a time, if we're in a public space, uh, I will, I'm will. i not afraid to glance at the television uh, occasionally. Uh, in fact, I, I do it deliberately sometimes, but it's not something that we do just for fun. But I often think in my mind as I watch those things, what would Sister White say if she was here watching that? Okay, and it's, it's now we're not talking about R-rated things, you know. We're talking about regular television of one sort or another. The way they dress, uh, the, and the and the and the wicked uh, atrocities that are portrayed in the clean uh, uh, crime shows and so on. No, brethren, there is no. We have no part of anything. Now. All those not all but many of the movies are based on books. Would you like to read those books? Or no no brother I know that the message the spirit the spirit of prophecy says we shouldn't read those books. But you are willing to do something worse. You are watching the book as a movie. Much worse because the movie is much more powerful to see it enacted like that is a much more powerful avenue into the mind. It's a much more powerful tool. Whole nations have been tur- turned around, uprooted in their values, to the point where they now take little boys and girls and, and surgically and chemically switch them back and forth. This is what we're doing. It's an it's a, a extreme wickedness that is going on in this country. And it comes from losing touch with our Christian values because the power of media is so great that it has turned people's minds around. It is much greater than books, and books uh, are very powerful. <clears throat> Love stories and frivolous and exciting tales constitute another class of books—sorry, uh, movies that is a curse to every reader, this viewer, the mind is affected in a great degree by that which uh, 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 that, uh, upon which it feeds. The readers of frivolous, exciting tales become unfitted for the duties lying before them. They become unfitted for the kingdom, brethren. Those people who have put their mind uh, to these things and who cannot see any harm in it. And that's one of the worst things when it starts to blind your, your moral senses. That's what the whole country has happened. That's what happened to the whole country now. Half of the country thinks it's okay, and the other half of the country is not truly outraged, as they should be. And, and they should be outraged, brethren. It is a very grave wickedness, the things that are going on. And the Lord is not blind. He knows, he knows the name or he knows the, who the, the person would have been at each and every uh, uh, f- uh, one of the 55 million aborted babies in this United States. He knows their name, whatever the real number is. It could be more than 55 million now. He knows the wickedness that is being done to the little ones, and he will not let this country go unpunished. And he's not going to let us go unpunished if we are participating in these things, even vicariously, even through watching these things. There's no, no uh, uh, chances for us, brethren. We do not get a chance to watch these things on a small screen or a large screen, or read them in a book. Now, those who are doing these things have themselves placed firmly in the world they have not separated from the world. We want good, strong minds that are not easily discouraged. Minds that are educated to grapple with the difficulties that we shall meet and wrestle with and conquer hard problems. Each one of us here needs to have good, good, strong mind. And it, and it is not necessarily, uh, it is like our eyes. We could, uh, I started wearing glasses when I was, I think about 14 years old. <laughs> okay, so um, both parents wore glasses and I think the key thing was I read a lot. Okay, so you have that book in front of you all, all day long and uh, it, it's known to do things to your eyes. But there was a weakness too that I was born with uh, uh, for eyesight, I believe. So my point is is that yes sometimes we are born with one thing or another we are not born perfectly and the lord knows that uh, he's going to judge us not by where we are but how far we have come and that's a real important uh, thought we may may think that we are quite high but if we could have been farther along that's where we're going to be judged. And as far as developing our mind, the Lord does not um, judge us. He does not condemn us for the things that, we, that are not in our hands. There are things that, uh, uh, weaknesses and deficiencies and problems that we all have. Probably there's not one perfect mind here. That, that doesn't matter. We believe in um, mind reform. We believe in a healthy mind, in building the mind. And how do you do that? It's actually not as hard as you might think. Think good, pure, wholesome thoughts. Fill your mind with goodness. Whenever uh, evil thoughts come into your mind, with the help of the Lord, put them out of your mind. And if you think, uh, as we think uh, in our heart, uh, we will become that person uh, and our mind will actually grow and prosper and be stronger. So remember, if we think good, wholesome, Christ-like thoughts continuously day in, day out, that is how the Lord is going. That's how we're going to go. With the help of the Lord, we are. So do not forget that mind reform, we want good, strong minds. Uh, this is all part of being the spiritually strong people that the Lord has asked us to be. To The spirituality comes from mental uh, strength, mental understanding, uh, mental well-being, which is connected closely to physical well-being, we understand, and we uh, uh, are very much interested in health reform, physical health reform as well. But don't forget, we have to have a healthy, strong mind to have a healthy, strong spiritual life. Christ commissions us to shine as lights in the world by reflecting the light of God as seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Who among us is doing this? Are our lives all aglow with this wonderful light? God expects every one of us to reflect his image to the world. Yes, even Davidians have to reflect His image to the world. I know we think we we, um, sometimes we accept ourselves. I'm a Davidian. I don't have to uh, do that. Brethren, that is a very big mistake. We do have to reflect Christ to the world. We have been led on step by step to make advancement. We have walked and walked by—sorry, uh, walked and worked by faith. And we need to discipline ourselves to endure hardship as good soldiers of Christ. We um, don't think of ourselves as soldiers, but what is the vanguard of the a great gospel army of uh, the hundred and forty-four thousand? We are uh, uh, good, we are soldiers of Christ. And as soldiers of Christ, we do need to learn to endure hardship. I'm convinced that we need to learn to endure hardship. And how do you learn to endure? How do you learn anything? By doing. We have to provide opportunities for hardship and then we have to overcome it, learn to handle it. Uh, And, um, Your opportunity, some of your best opportunities are there during the day. Um, Whatever happens, whatever befalls you throughout the day, look at it as an opportunity to grow stronger in the Lord. And as you do that, you won't have to attend Brother Trevor's special hardship uh, classes. (laughs) Truly, our our day-by-day experience is a the school in which we learn these things in, in the main. The world's greatest need, the greatest want of the world is, is the want of men. And I know we know this, but I, I want to give it emphasis and more emphasis. Men who will not be bought or sold. And this doesn't just mean for money, it means approval. Uh, people are not going to like it if I do that. I don't want to say, I don't want to lose any a re, a friendship with somebody. Uh, they people are bought and sold at a cheap price for many different reasons. You, you, you sell yourself for a very low prices. But what um, God is looking for is men and women who cannot be bought for any price men who in their inmost souls and women uh, are true and honest, men who do not fear to call sin by its right name, men whose conscience is as true to duty as the needle to the pole, men who will stand for the right though the heavens fall. Education, page 57. Now, this is the people that we are called on. If you thought that, uh, that we are going to be uh, great people who talk really good. We can really give a study. That's what they're going to be. They're going to give. They're, they'll be able to talk. But man, that's true, too. But before the talk, it's required that we live the message. And these are the things that the Lord is calling for. Because when we have people who are easily bought, and uh, they have uh, the, the people who, were, who will not stand for right no matter what, they get pushed over. The things come up, problems come up, opportunities come up, and they go off here. They go to the left or right instead of continuing straight on. And it is because they, they were um, easily bought for money or they were easily bought for uh, approval of other people, friendship, different reasons, but um, God's people will stand for the right no matter what. You don't like it? I want to do this in the right way. I want to say this in the right way, but if you don't like it, I can't help it because I'm saying what the Lord wants me to say. I'm saying this as you uh, to uh, you would be the one speaking this. And that's what each of us has to be. We have to be willing to be people who will lay it on the line for lay the message on the line for people in a right way in the right way, but we will do it regardless of the consequences. Those who stand back indifferently in the day of battle as though they had no interest and felt no responsibility as to the issue of the contest, might better change their course or leave the ranks at once. And it's a good thought. We don't want anyone to leave the ranks, and by the way, the only way um, out of uh, the army, normally soldiers, there always is a certain percentage of soldiers who want to leave the army. I personally know that myself. But, uh, uh, and I'm not being critical about that. But you don't just get to walk away. You cannot just walk away. The way you get out of this army is you actually have to make a determination to leave. You do. We're not going to put you out in the sense that you, we, we cannot excommunicate you and you are no longer a Davidian. By, by, by the power of God, I, I cast you out, okay? That's not how it works. We make that decision ourselves, each one of us, and there will be, Sister White says, cases that are better to leave at once because they are not Sincere, they're not true brethren, and they do clutter up the place, and that, and the spiritual atmosphere, which is the what is uh, uh, important. And uh, who is that? It could be uh, um, any of us. We we should not judge, and we should not point the finger at anybody. This is for the Lord to work out these things, okay? But the main point that I want to leave us with uh, to think about is that there are those who are standing back from the battle. They stand back indifferently. Are are you a Davidian? Yeah. Um, So what are you doing? Well, you know, in a year or two, I plan to do this or that. You know how many people have told me in a year or two or three what they're going to do? That saying what they're going to do in the future is a formula to, placate their conscience, and me too. I'm not demanding anything of them, but they want to placate me and explain how they are good brethren. And just in a few years, they are going to be active too. And today, they are standing back of the battle indifferently. And if we are not careful, we will never come to the point where we are active. Time has a way of slipping by. And before we know it, we are looking at things from the point of view of the setting sun, looking back at our life, and wishing that we had done this differently, wishing that we had done that differently. It goes fast, brethren. And to stand back indifferently in the day of battle is one of the greatest sins that we can commit. Uh, there is a connected one that we're People stand back in the battle and criticize those who are in the battle line. <laughs> Brother Hadith has some things to say. Uh, I feel sorry for Brother Hadiff and Sister White because they had so much difficulties and criticism. Truly, we have it easier uh, than they did. But regardless, um, it is necessary for each Davidian to be determined not to be one of these people who stand back indifferently. How could we do that? How could we be one of these people? Uh, Go all out for the Lord. Go all out for the message. That's what he wants us to do. Plunge into the message. Take the plunge and don't look back. It is a good choice. Do not, we, we do not want you to be a little bit of a Davidian. Uh, we want you to be a wholehearted Davidian, all the way Davidian. And it's, that's the only kind of Davidian that the Lord is going to accept. Our religion is a strong religion. It is the most comprehensive, uh, far-reaching, inclusive religion that uh, exists, but it's also not an easy religion. There are much, much easier ways to go to um, eternal death. Our religion is not a way, a way of ease and um, it's not a way uh, of comfort. Take it easy there. You, this is, uh, this is, our religion is not that but it is a good thing, a good feeling to know that you have done your duty. And we all know that feeling. You have a hard job and you did that job faithfully. And that makes you feel good and it makes you feel a lot better than just uh, 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 having a foolish little time at a party and what afterwards, what do you have to feel? What what do you have to, uh, what's good about it? There's nothing really but our way is the satisfaction of a lifetime, of an eternal lifetime, but of a lifetime today, knowing that you have done your duty as the Lord has asked you, as he has instructed us, and you have done it well and faithfully. And that is what the Lord is asking us today, each one of us, each and every single one of us, brethren, wherever we are, that is what he's asking for us, uh, from us and I hope that when he comes to you and touches your heart with conviction and he is trying to do that when he does that I hope that you are open to him and that you do take the plunge and go all out for the Lord thank you brother thank you for listening This has been a production of the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association. You can find us online at www.bashonhill.org and you can call us at 417-835-2162.